Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Four Pillars of Life podcast. I am your host, Bobby Bazran. I'm finally back from my Europe trip, and I had an amazing time. Anita and I went to three different countries, well, four if you count Northern Ireland, and three different cities. We went to Ireland, France, and England. Anita's actually from England. She moved here about 16 years ago. So it was such a cool experience going to London, seeing her childhood home, seeing her neighborhood where she grew up, and meeting a lot of her family. I met a few of her family members a few years ago, but this was my first time meeting a lot of them. And it was so fun just to sit, relax, eat good food, and just get to know them. And hopefully they liked me, but I think they did. And yeah, it was such a cool experience going to see the different landmarks that the countries had to offer. I actually drove from Northern Ireland all the way back to Dublin. And that was such a diverse experience because they drive on the opposite end of the road and they sit on the opposite side as well. But that's the whole point of traveling is to go see how different countries and cities work, see what their experiences are like, and to gain a deeper perspective because we're just used to our own world. And if we don't go out and explore, we'll never gain those diverse experiences. But I'm back now. I can't say I'm excited to be back because I would rather be traveling, but I'm excited to deliver you guys some great new content and some amazing new podcast episodes. I truly hope you guys enjoy them. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about how people live in North Korea. And if you're like how I was a few months ago, you probably have no idea how people in North Korea live. And there's a reason for that. They're one of the most isolated and restrictive countries in the world. They have Their government has a system called information blockade. So this means, imagine you have this massive place and you have a gigantic seal across it. Nothing can come in and nothing can come out. And that's how people in North Korea live. They have no idea how people in North America, South America, or Europe live. And we have no idea how they live either. They have no access to social media or the web. But like anything in this day and age, it is so hard to keep a secret, even if you want it to be kept as a secret, especially in the day and age of social media. So after reading numerous articles watching documentaries, learning about the Cold War and communism, and reading Young May Park's book, In Order to Live, A North Korean Girl's Journey to Freedom, I got a pretty good sense of how people in North Korea live, and it's pretty fucked up, to say the least. So, for people who don't know, North Korea is a country of 26 million people. It is sandwiched between China and South Korea. And it's been ran by dictators since 1948 by the Kim family. Dictatorship means one person normally has complete authority and control over a country, similar to Adolf Hitler and Germany. Here in North America, we're not really used to seeing dictatorships because we are ran by democracy and we follow a constitution, which basically means we follow a set of rules, principles, and regulations that have been outlined for us. And under a democracy, I know people might not agree with this, but 
people have the power. We have the power to elect different officials and representatives to represent us. Here in Canada, we have the power to elect members of parliament, city councils, and finally the prime minister. In America, they have the power to elect state governors, senators, and then the president of the United States, obviously. In North Korea, under a dictatorship, they have no other option. That family is going to run them from the past, present, all the way to the future. And they have no choice in that. That's the problem with dictatorship. You can't give one person all that power and control. Just look at Hitler in Germany. He had that entire country as his own. He had that entire country at his fingertips. And look what happened. He squandered it. Because when you have too much power, you start to be ran by greed, ego, hidden motives, and corruption. I know Canada and the United States are not perfect by any means, but I would rather live in a country that exercises democracy and follows the constitution than live under a dictatorship that exercises communism to the point where the government controls all economical decisions and there's no such thing as private property. Land is distributed based on what you need by the government. And if you think that's pretty messed up, wait until you hear the rest. So under a dictatorship, the dictator creates all the laws. It's a little bit different here in Canada because if we're looking to make a law official, it has to go through the House of Commons, Senate, and then the head of state. So the more people involved in the government creates a greater sense of accountability and responsibility and makes the laws more justifiable. But in North Korea, they don't have that. And that's why they have such controversial laws. The first one being this caste system called Songbun. This is a system that determines your education, your occupation, and where you can live. This is a system where it's next to impossible to move up, but you can easily move down. And that's just North Korea for you. And how you get to the top of that hierarchy is by showing your support and loyalty to the regime. And how you do that is by if your family has fought in the previous wars and helped them out. North Korea also has this law where if you commit a crime, you're not the only one punished for it. Your entire bloodline, your entire family for generations to come is punished for that crime as well. And that's how you move down this caste system. Imagine you're born a natural salesperson and you can excel in sales, but just because your great-great-grandfather four generations ago murdered somebody, you have to pay the price for that crime. And that makes absolutely zero sense. Just imagine that for a second, being born at a disadvantage for no fault of your own. At least here in Canada, if we're born at a disadvantage, let's say we're born in a rural area, or we're born in a poverty setting, or we're born in a foster care. I'm not trying to diminish what people go through here in North America, but just imagine if you're born at a disadvantage in Canada or the States. Through hard work, being smart, being creative, and getting compensated for your hard work, you can get yourself out of that system. Because you have access to move to a different city. You have access to choose your own education and get a higher paying job based on your education. In North Korea, you can't even do that at all. You can't choose your education. You can't choose to leave to a new city. And you can't choose what to do for work. 
If you're born at the bottom of that caste system, you are a farmer and there is nothing you can do about it. Imagine being born in North Korea right now. By no fault of your own, you will be born at a disadvantage based on how the previous generations acted before you. Young May writes in her book, I think my father would have become a millionaire if he had grown up in South Korea or the United States, but he was born in North Korea where family connections and party loyalty are all that matter and hard work guarantees you nothing more but hard work and a constant struggle to survive. By no fault of your own, you are growing up in a system where you are born at a clear disadvantage and by no means possible, you can get out of this system or excel or help your economy. And that's not the worst. This is a country where 60% of their population live in poverty. 60%. Imagine that for a second. Poverty means people don't have access to basic needs such as food, water, and shelter. 60% of their population doesn't have access to food, water, and shelter. And it gets even worse. This is a country where public executions are still legal. There's a story in Young May's book where she describes how a man had to kill a cow because he was dying of starvation and he needed something to eat. And they did a public execution with him. And she writes, three men with rifles stood in front of him and began firing. The executioners tried to cut the ropes with bullets and it took a long time. Finally, they succeeded and the dead man flopped to the ground. My mother watched in shock as they rolled the body away, stuffed it into a sack and drove it off in the back of a truck. Her blood went cold and she was unable to move her legs for a while. She couldn't believe that in her own country, a human's life had less value than an animal's. Even a dog would be treated with more respect. It literally feels like North Korea is living during a unprecedented time. It feels like they're living 80 years in the past. This is a country where there's no such thing as disposable hospital equipment. Bandages are washed and reused. This is a country where electricity is rare. Just think about that for a second. This country faces periods of time for three weeks, there's no electricity. Imagine that. You can't cook certain foods. You can't refrigerate your foods. You have to eat non-perishable foods. You can't watch TV. You can't do any laundry. Young May writes in her book that her mom literally has to go down to the river and wash their clothes. Think about how other countries are living in the world. And then look at North Korea. They're living backwards. And when I first started doing my research about North Korea, reading Young May's book or watching different documentaries, I was arrogant in the sense of, okay, if they're facing that much oppression each and every single day, why don't they just get up and leave? Why you can't even do that? North Korea has laws that restrict you from leaving. And even if you want to try, you have to fill out paperwork. And most of the time it's denied. Just think about that. Even if you wanted to create a better life for yourself, you can't even get up and leave. There are laws restricting that. And it gets even worse. Like I said before, there's no access to the web or social media. That's already bad enough. And let's say you wanted to read a book, a self-help book or biography to get your mind off things. You can't even do that. The only information you receive is propaganda from the government. 
The government teaches the entire country how the United States are a bunch of evil bastards, how Kim Jong-un is the best leader in the world. He is like God. He is like the sun. If you get too close to him, you will burn. They teach their country that North Korea is the best country in the entire world. And the citizens can't even form their opinion because they have nothing to compare it to. They have no idea how the rest of the world lives. So people are getting brainwashed because they have no access to outside resources and they have no idea how the world works outside of North Korea. They can't even form their own opinions because the government shoves propaganda down their throat and they know nothing more than that. And that is outrageous. And one of the worst parts about North Korea is that it's already bad enough people are facing such bad oppression each and every single day. But you can't even speak out against the government. There's a story in Young May Park's book where her mom was telling one of her friends about a secret she heard about one of the dictators. And the next day, the national security agency that run the political prison camps came to her house and asked, where did you hear that secret? And her mom had to tell her the truth that I heard it from my husband's uncle. It's a terrible, evil rumor, she said. And her mom actually thought she was going to die that day. But luckily, because of her sincere apology, they let her go. And that's how it is to live in North Korea. The government instills so much fear in you. If you speak bad about them, they show up to your house ready to kill you. And people are so terrified that they are forced to say North Korea is the best country in the world. And they don't want to act out of line because they know the consequences. Imagine not having the freedom to express your own opinions of how the government is corrupt. And people show up to your house ready to kill you. And to top it all off, North Korea also has food insecurity because of economical mismanagement. It's speculated that Kim Jong-un uses food aid to feed the military and not the citizens. Between that, having poor weather conditions, and them being an isolated, restrictive country, they don't have that much access to food. So people are dying of starvation each and every single day. Just imagine always being hungry. You don't think about anything else, but where's my next meal coming from? That's a sad way to live. This is a country that is so bad that people are going down the most treacherous paths filled with emotional, physical, and sexual abuse just to escape this totalitarian government. And the reason why I share this information and these stories about North Korea with you guys is because I hear a lot of people talking about how we lack freedom and how our government abuses their powers here in North America, whether it's in Canada or the United States. And a lot of that is true to a certain extent. And a lot of these conversations came at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, where our traveling was restricted. We did have to take a vaccine that we didn't know the major side effects or implications about. And I don't know if that's the government trying to help better the situation by lowering the number of cases of COVID-19, or if it's this mass conspiracy theory that the government is trying to torture, restrict, and kill people. I don't know. But what I do know is this. When you compare what you don't have to what other people have, you will always end up feeling insecure and inadequate in your own abilities. Because comparison is the thief of joy. 
But when you compare what you do have to what other people don't have, you will always end up increasing your level of gratitude. And when we compare our living situation to how people live in North Korea, we have a great deal of freedom. We have the freedom to speak against corruption and collusion. Yeah, your social media account might get banned for a few days, but at least no one's coming to your door trying to kill you. We have the freedom to pick up our bags and move to a different city. And if we fill out the proper paperwork, we have the freedom to go to a different country. We have the freedom to travel anywhere in the world. We have the freedom to choose our own education. Our poverty rate is a lot lower. Our standards of living are a lot higher here in North America. We are compensated for our hard work and creativity because we don't live in a communist nation. And I'm not trying to diminish the many struggles and adversities people face here in North America. That's not my goal here at all. I'm not saying we don't face any adversity or struggles just because we live here in Canada or America. What I'm saying is that if you want to exercise gratitude and be more appreciative over your own life, compare your day-to-day lives with other parts of the world, especially North Korea. And the next time you find yourself complaining about your life, remember, they're called first world problems for a reason. Thank you guys for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. Please tune in next time.